Good morning, everyone. It's the first Monday of the new year, and today we're going to get back into the swing of things while talking about the past year review I do every year. Well, this is episode number 75 of the All Around Growth Podcast, everyone, and this is a show where we talk about how and why we build the lives of our dreams, and we do so utilizing a particular type of personal growth and development referred to as all-around growth. Now, today is Monday, January 4th, 2021, and like I said, today's show title is The Past Year Review. Now, first and foremost, I'd like to give a hat tip to... Tim Ferriss from the Tim Ferriss Show. This is pretty much something that I have to give him. I don't. I don't have to. I guess I could take credit for it, but that wouldn't be very nice. But I give credit to Tim for this because I um, I read, and it looks like someone may be coming up the driveway, which could get interesting. So bear with me as we get into some confusion here, but someone is coming up the driveway as I am leaving and I'm going to pause this. Be right back. Okay. Indeed, it was someone pulling up. Always an interesting adventure living on a small farm and homestead with multiple people and a driveway that is not the easiest to navigate. More on that later. But yes, this is something that Tim Ferriss is wholly responsible for and he has written about this in the past, but updated and released a blog post in 2018 called Forget New Year's Resolutions and Conduct a Past Year Review Instead. And I have a link to that in the show notes, and I would definitely recommend that you check that out. Now, for the sake of your reference, and in the case that you don't have the ability to see the show notes or don't want to make a point to follow up later, I've copied and pasted some of the text from Tim about this because it's short, sweet, and to the point, and it's easy to understand, so the easiest thing to do is just read it and then share with you what I do and how I've modified that exercise. All right. Quote, I'm often asked about how I approach New Year's resolutions. The truth is that I no longer approach them at all, even though I did for decades. Why the change? I have found past year reviews are more informed, valuable, and actionable than half-blindly looking forward with broad resolutions. 
I did my first PYR after a mentor's young daughter died of cancer on December 31st, roughly eight years ago, and I've done it every year since. It takes 30 to 60 minutes and looks like this. Okay, there's five steps here. Step one, grab a notepad and create two columns, positive and negative. Two, go through your calendar from the last year, looking at every week. Three, for each week, jot down on the pad any people or activities or commitments that triggered peak positive or negative emotions for that month. Put them in their respective columns. Four, once you've gone through the past year, look at your notepad list and ask, what 20% of each column produced the most reliable or powerful peaks? And five, based on your answers, take your positive leaders and schedule more of them in the new year. Get them on the calendar now. Book things with friends and prepay for events, activities, commitments that you know work. It's not real until it's in the calendar. That's step one. Step two is to take your negative leaders, put NOT TO-DO LIST in all capital letters at the top, and put them somewhere where you can see them each morning for the first few weeks of 2021. These are the people and things you know make you miserable, so don't put them on your calendar out of obligation, guilt, fear of missing out, or other nonsense. That's it. If you try it, let me know how it goes. And just remember, it is not enough to remove the negative. That simply creates a void. Get the positive things on the calendar ASAP, lest they get crowded out by the bullshit and noise that will otherwise fill your days. Good luck and Godspeed. Now, this is a blog post that was titled or written in 2018 to get ready for 2019. And Tim mentioned that he had been doing this for 10 years. I have been doing this for two. I did this in 2018. And then I did this in 2019. So what I'm going to explain to you now is the past year review 3.0 and how I have expanded upon the suggestions by Tim Ferriss. Now, I turned this into basically a day-long exercise. Uh, I could knock it out in a day if I focus 100% on that, but I am only about one half of the way through of the exercise because Quite frankly, my friends, I did not sit down to dedicate a day to this in its entirety, but I did review my journals as well as my Google Calendar yesterday in its entirety, and I have my list of both negative and positive columns to create my not-to-do list and also to schedule more things on the calendar. I've got that ready, and I completed that yesterday. Now, what happens is I take that list, or those two lists, I guess you could say, and I put them in 
an Excel spreadsheet and I add an additional column in the spreadsheet so that I can, or multiple columns, I guess I should say, so that I can filter each line item by the following categories. Positive emotion, negative emotion, order of entry, okay, the time frame when it was entered during the 2020 calendar year. So I can look back at those items and see, you know, whether they were one or 50, where in the year they occurred. I might change that to the date, I don't know, or the week ending, because that is something that I did differently this year on my list. I added the week ending date for each event that I listed. Um, I also have a column for any action resulting from that emotion, how it's rated on a scale of one to five, re five regarding joy and non-joy. And basically that allows me to assemble the list of what to schedule in the calendar year and how to assemble my not-to-do list. Because I've got quite an extensive list of positive and negative things that I generated lists from throughout the 2020 year. Um, as it's written right now, my I probably have eight to ten sheets of paper. I don't know exactly. I didn't count the sheets of paper, but there's a lot. And in 2018, I had 64 peak positive emotions and 15 peak negative emotions. And I keep my not-to-do list with about 15 of the top items that were that that elicited negative emotions and as i go through the year some of those things are listed multiple times and the ones that are listed the most frequently are subsequently by default the highest on my list of the things not to do now tim recommends that you keep this not to do list visible for the first few weeks of the year. I keep it visible all year. I think it's a great reminder of the habits that I'm trying to not engage in. And then I have other habits that I track that I'm trying to begin in my best self journal. And that allows me to not only focus on the negative, but also focus more on the positive since I'm looking at my journal with more frequency than I am the annual not-to-do list. Now, the categorization and labeling of the past year review in Excel, the way that I do it makes for easy prioritization of a longer list. And because I am indeed a list-oriented individual, this works well for me. And Excel is a great tool for managing data 
even for things like this, a past year review. Now, um, after I have everything done and in the Excel spreadsheet, I go ahead and I schedule those positives for the next calendar year and I have a well and then that that's that's really about it basically I perform the exercise in the same manner that Tim Ferriss does but I just step it up a notch because I don't know what kind of calendar system he uses but right now I use a written journal in conjunction with the Google Calendar and I've been using that system for a few years now um, and it works pretty well for me. I may be looking to transition away from the Google Calendar at some point in my life, but for now that's what I use and I'm not too incredibly inclined to change what I'm doing at this point in time until I get back on track with a lot of the other projects that I spent the past week working on, organizing, and removing from my various lists. Alrighty, so that's it, everybody. Hopefully, this episode was a valuable use of your time and you were able to gain a little bit in terms of how I or gain in terms of learning how I perform the past year review. And if you think that this episode was a valuable use of your time, one of the things that you can do is go to the bottom of the show notes and you'll see a link there that you can click to rate and review the podcast. That will take you to Apple Podcasts where you can leave a five-star review or a five-star rating rather and a written review if you feel so inclined. If you have any questions or would like to provide me with some kind of feedback, you can drop me an email at allaroundgrowth at gmail.com. And last but not least, you can join the community at t.me slash allaroundgrowth. We're on Telegram, the Telegram Messenger, and got a small but vibrant community of awesome individuals there. The group name is All Around Growth. If you're on a computer, check us out, t.me at slash allaroundgrowth. And if you use Telegram on your phones or your tablets, then you can simply search for All Around Growth there as well. All right. Well, everybody, like I said, that's it. I hope that you have a great week this week. I know that I'm off to a good start already. And, um, you know, like Tim said, try the past year review and let him know how it works. And I'd like to encourage you to do the same thing. So give it a shot. Go to the show notes, check out the links for more information. Try it for yourself. See how it works and let me know as well.
t.me slash allaroundgrowth and let all of us know how it works. This is Rob Kaiser, and you've been listening to the All Around Growth Podcast. Thank you for your time, and have a great day.